It's Super Tuesday or Super Thursday if you're uh, Joe Biden. Uh, got a lot to get into on the news and why it matters today. Also including Chris Matthews' sudden resignation. What is behind it? I have got an all-star panel for you today. We are going to get into it right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stuber here of Stu Does America, which you. you should subscribe to if you have not already. I totally agree with that. That's a great point. Do you? He's starting off on, a, on the right foot. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, and uh, Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather Show. Which you should also subscribe to. Which you should also subscribe to, mm. wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. I know I do. Mm. <laughs> really? Yeah. As also, do I. while we're on it, Sarah Gonzalez unfiltered on Ooh. YouTube. Okay. All right. One I, of these done. people is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to my, uh, <laughs> go to Twitter. Go to Twitter. Go subscribe to Jason on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Only old people would be, just subscribe to me on Twitter. It's you know, fine. the three of us have merch on uh, shop.blazemedia.com as well. We don't have a Jason Buttrell. <laughs> collection. (laughs) (laughs) So it is Super Tuesday. Uh, I know we are doing later on this evening, we are doing Super Tuesday coverage. We will have it from 8 to 11 Eastern. Stu, you're going to be at the chalkboard. Yes. Breaking down the results as they're coming in. Magnets and delegates and all the stuff that is really nerdy and you shouldn't care about. But tonight it'll make it. It's fun. I mean, this is, I think, the most exciting uh, day of the election year. Uh, as far as the primary goes, because no other day you're going to have this many contests at the same time mm-hmm. in a race that is completely undecided and only three days before the last big development, so there's been no time to poll it. Like, we have really no idea what the hell is going to happen tonight, so it should actually be pretty interesting. It's like Christmas for political nerds. Yeah, like, see, so. I'm getting excited. I'm not, no. I already know what's going to happen. I'm just not telling anybody. Really? Uh, I do, but I'm impressed with the chalkboard. I've seen it. You know, the little, that's, you know... Some, some really talented people around this studio. Yeah, we do. We do. And then there's Jason. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Super you. Tuesday coming up. Uh, we've got some momentum, I guess you could say. Joe Biden Ooh. momentum going into Super Tuesday. The polls are showing a really big bounce to Joe Biden. Uh, let's see. The final 538 forecast finds Sanders and Biden each likely to win seven states apiece today. Although the big question is whether Sanders can run up the score in California. Um, Stu, obviously you are, as we just discussed, the nerd on the program, especially when it comes to statistics. Mm. Um, so t- you. <laughs> tell us <laughs> what, what is your take on these 538, uh, forecasts for tonight? Um, well, it's interesting because as I said, they don't really have polling. I mean, the 538 model takes into account as most of these models do, it takes into account things like demographics and voting patterns and, uh, all sorts of different things, but largely polls, right? Like they want to take the most recent polls. A lot of the polls that are in the model right now are, and they've expired. You know, they've been in the fridge too long. Uh, and uh, since since the South Carolina thing happened, we saw last week a massive swing start going uh, in South Carolina where it was initially pretty close, four or five points, whereas most of the polls between Sanders and Biden and wound up going hard towards Biden that whole week, which is bizarre. It was off of a week of a huge victory for Sanders. And it seemed like, whatever whatever reason, voters were like, ah, that Sanders win wasn't good enough. But that second place Biden lost by 26 was pretty damn impressive. 
swung all the way back the other way. And part of that is demographics, too. Large African-American voting base, which is good for uh, Biden. Uh, but it went really fast, really, uh, really hard. And it was about 15 midweek. And then it started showing 18. And right before the election happened, uh, we saw a 28 point poll, which is exactly where it wound up. 28 points. The, but it seems to be continuing. I mean, a, every little bit of data that's come out since uh, South Carolina, which has been limited, has shown this bounce is real. And it looks to be shaping up for a good night for Joe Biden. And the best thing for Biden is he hasn't really had to speak all that often since he had positive news. Mm. I'm sure we'll get into when he has <laughs> attempted to speak and it has not worked out well. But generally, the more you don't hear from Biden, the better a candidate he seems to be. Interesting enough that on 538, there's another poll that they did about whether anyone's going to win this thing at all. Yeah. And th- it's like almost a 70 percent, I believe, that no yeah. one's going to win. Mm-hmm. And, and Bernie is like way down there. I can't remember what the percentage was, like 20 percent or something like that. Yeah, I think Biden was, what, three in 10 and and Bernie was one in 12, which is which is amazing. I mean, because it was the opposite. I mean, Bernie was way ahead. And when you say no one will win, that means no one will get the majority of delegates before the before the uh, the uh, the The actual convention. And then if that happens, then Milwaukee, it was nice knowing you. (laughs) It's going bye bye. (laughs) They are not going to take this very well at all. This is very similar. If you remember the, was it Dukakis and Jesse Jackson and I think Al Gore uh, in that election? And it was very, very similar. So uh, Dukakis and and Jesse Jackson were neck and neck after Super Tuesday. They both had like 500 and something uh, delegates. And people were thinking the exact same thing, only it was just after that that Dukakis kind of ran with it. I don't think that that's going to happen here because I think people are more conflicted on what they want to do. But there is a weird precedent for this. There are weird, supernatural, dark, mystical forces at play here in the Democratic Party. Let me just tell you, nobody can call this thing because this is some spooky witchcraft that's happening. (laughs) I don't know how we're going to look at this thing, but let me just tell you, I feel for Bernie. I think a curse has been put on him. Maybe they've stuck some pins in the voodoo doll. <laughs> this guy, I want to see Bernie come out on top. I do. It's risky. It's There's a chance there. I want to see Bernie come out on top because I want this thing to go down between him and Donald Trump, and I want to cut the head off of socialism right now. Let's go ahead and deal with this because he's going to get buried. Get America on record. Yeah, but I don't think, I just don't. Well, you said something to me earlier today that scares me, but we can maybe talk about that later. In, in light of that scenario. But, yeah, I uh, we'll see. I mean, it's, they're going to throw it to Biden as much as they can. So we'll see which what wicked ways come out of tonight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, Stu, you mentioned the the drastic swing and the momentum that, that Joe Biden had, really seemingly from nothing. How much do you think, though, that the, the comments that Bernie Sanders made on the, uh, you know, the, re- the communist regime in Cuba... Um, and Castro, how much do you think that that had to do with it? Because that really did happen kind of at the same time as people started swinging more towards Joe Biden. I'm wondering if, I mean, you know, they're Democrat voters. They might not really pay attention to things like history and things that Bernie Sanders said a thousand years ago and really put a lot of stock in it. He's saying it now. Maybe they're like, Oh, okay. So that's his idea of a good time. I think there actually is something uh, to that because, um, you know, this is going to sound creepy talking about like 80 year old men, but it's like in a way, Bernie Sanders is the hot girl at the bar. She's like the crazy hot girl at the bar. And, Please and, continue. And, Joe, <laughs> and Biden is more of like the conventional choice, uh, the the long term girlfriend, right? Where like 
Mom likes Biden. Mom likes Biden, right? She's the girl next door. And, and it's, there's something fun about the hot girl at the bar. I mean, there's the, you have some good times. However, in the end of the day, do you really want to bring the hot girl in the bar back to meet mommy? And probably the answer to that is no. And I think what's happening is they're seeing, like, they got excited by Biden a little bit, or by a Bernie a little mm-hmm. bit. And at the time where you're like, I got to bring this now to the rest of the country, I got to yes. bring a, a guy who's going to be sitting here, not about saying something uh, positive about Cuba and not about, you know, in 1985, mm-hmm. not about saying something positive about Cuba in 2014, but a guy who's going to go back on television in 2020 and say it again and yeah. back it up again and then get questioned about it in the next debate and say it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like saying, I bought a Russian wife online and the box just showed up. Now I got to open it and introduce her to the family. <laughs> <laughs> and then and, and everybody Everybody's got to know, right? Yeah. It seemed like a good idea when it was yeah, dark and the like internet was on. Yeah. Yeah. I was sitting naked in the basement on a lawn chair, and I, then boom, now she's here. Yeah, now what? Svetlana. Here's Mary and Joseph. Yeah. It's a lot different. Uh, there's, it's, it's a big deal. I mean, you bring up a good point. It's like, uh, so tonight, my angle that I'm going to take as a panelist on our live coverage of Super Tuesday is this is all one big popularity contest. At the end of the day, this is a whole bunch of word salad and mishmash that's going on. You know, Buttigieg had his repeat talking points that Obama has said before and all these different things we could break down. But at the end of the day, Biden's got the personality. He's the guy who's going to come out there. He seems the centrist. He seems the guy that's a little more moderate, that's not the crazy kooky guy that brushes his hair with a balloon. And so he's kind of likable. In that regard, even though he's a gaff machine and he's a, I, I'm calling him a dementiacrat at this point. I, I like the, I like your idea though of, of getting. I, I want him to get the nomination as well because I think we utterly trounce him. Who? Um, Bernie. Bernie Sanders. Mm. Um, risky, it's but just yeah. so risky. But I, but I, but I think that I think middle America is just not voting for socialism. So I, I think that we'll, I think we'll utterly trounce him. But also because, yeah, I, I think that, I think they all, I think every single candidate there wants the same exact thing. There's this little, like, so, but you have like the Bernie Sanders. We were talking about this earlier. But yeah, Bernie Sanders is just like straight out. Yeah, I'm going to take away all your choice, and this is what I'm doing. I'm going to nationalize all this crap. They are basically, they basically want the same thing. Yeah. And it's just like the Obamacare rollout. They were like, some people think that this is a Trojan horse. No, it's just there. Yeah, Obamacare was always a Trojan horse to take your choice away. Biden believes the same thing. Warren believes the same thing. All of them believe the same thing. They're just being a lot more careful with how they get around to it. Bernie's just saying, let's just do it. They want to take the gradual approach. I want to cut that out right now. Let's just say, look, this is, this is the end result, and we're going to destroy it in 2020. This is what they're advocating. Unless they change their principles, this is eventually what you'll get regardless. I think as a Cowboys fan, uh, you would be uh, oh, friendly with the idea of minimizing is... the downside. I know as an Eagles fan, letting you talk. that is how I think. Uh, as an Eagles fan, I absolutely think of the worst case scenario, assume I'm going to hit it, so let's try to make that as, as good as possible. Um, and that's what I'm worried about with this, with this. I mean, I think Biden is a normal Democrat. He's Obama. It would be bad. He'd be a terrible president. A thousand things I can apply to him. Sanders is, I think, uniquely terrible. I think even if Warren was the candidate, I'd feel a little bit more friendly with going down your road. But I think Bernie's pretty, he's a special character. Um, and, he, I, you know, look, 2016, we had an FBI investigation announced 10 days before an election. 2008, an economic collapse one month before the investigation. It, big events like that can happen close to the election. And if they do... It's all up in the air. No matter how much how socialist Bernie is, if if you see a, a seven thousand point drop in the Dow, which we, we, I mean, we started seeing the beginning of that with coronavirus. Something like that happens where the economy looks like it's crashing in October of two thousand twenty. 
we could lose Donald Trump, and then we've got Bernie, and we're in a whole different world. I'm, I'm worried about that downside. You're depressing. <laughs> you're depressing, dude. I made the whole hot girl analogy. That was Well, depressing. I mean, that was okay, but you know... <laughs> And the scary thing that I alluded to earlier that Jason and I had an earlier conversation, so I give all credit to him on this concept, was the Barry Goldwater scenario who ran against LBJ. And, you know, in the day, Goldwater was kind of the that crazy candidate that was out there. He lost, but he gave rise to a Ronald Reagan, right? So maybe right. Bernie, even if you cut his head off, three more grow back. You don't know how that could play out in the future. You fear the person that has actual ideas. Right. That's because, always the, even, yeah. if they're, even if they're bad. You, yeah, because, well, I mean, to Stu's point, Biden being the typical Democrat would probably mean that if his electorate, right, like if his people, his constituents rise up and say, we don't want you to do this, he's probably going to go with the flow eventually. Bernie's not going to care. No. Right? He'll, I mean, Bernie will be like, I don't really care what you want. You elected me. And, you know, this is going to be what it's going to be. He'll wipe out the filibuster. He won't care if you have 60 mm-hmm. votes. He'll he'll put it through executive order if he can't get it to 50. I mean, he is his unlike every other person in this field. Um, he is old enough to not care what his future... Uh, I mean, the guy had a heart attack three months ago. He doesn't care about his future or anything. Um, you know, he doesn't care. This is his life's work. This is his last chance to get it. Look at the way they, the, you know, his followers talk about him online. The, the, like they see this... Re- the revolution is on the doorstep. There has never been a time in American history we've been this close to a socialist president. We are th- right there. He's almost won the nomination. And, you know, and then you're coming down to a president, you know, for all the good that Trump has done, he's still obviously very divisive. He's coming in with a 44% approval rating. You know, I mean, like, it's not a, it's not a home run. It's not like it's Reagan 1984 here we're talking about. This is a, this is a, an election that there is some danger. And, man, I don't want to risk burning. Well, you dem- can, democratic socialist. Let me just sorry, 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 sorry about that. <laughs> and you can imagine what that administration would be. It would be almost exactly what we're seeing now, probably even worse than it is now with all the judicial, everything being dis- decided in the judiciary. Mm-hmm. So he would do all these executive orders to do all these crazy things because he probably couldn't get him get him passed so then that would go straight to the courts yeah that's the only thing we could do to combat this we go straight to the courts and again the precedent you're setting there is empowering the monarchy that's here in the united states which is the judiciary it's getting absolutely out of control and then it'll probably increase after that oh my god you hear about Deborah? i did hear about deborah thank you for bringing that up i know so um i don't know if you guys knew this but deborah's home was stolen Oh my gosh. Yeah. Deborah. And yeah, you know Deborah. I do. I've heard of her. And it wasn't just that her, like, her things were stolen from her home. Like, she actually, her home's title was just, it was just stolen. I thought I was the only person outside the (laughs) joke, and I was like, now I see what I'm going with this. A bunch of online, like, you know, they get into online debauchery. In the on the dark web, they Jason order a knows all about first. that. Uh-huh. Yes, and then they, and then they steal titles. your home title. Mm-hmm. Uh, they forge your signature, and then they can legally own your home. You lose all of your equity, which usually is like that's your nest egg for retirement, right? I found those on the dark web. I know. That he, Jason's a, he he found them on the dark web for what, like forty dollars? Cheap, yeah. People can just buy your home title for it was forty in bucks. Bitcoin, so it's kind of hard to tell, but yeah. That's so crazy. Okay, so home title fraud, one of the fastest growing crimes in the country. You don't hear about it, and you are not protected from, like, what? Identity theft programs, they don't help you. Bank programs, they don't have anything to help you with this, but home title lock does. Home title lock, uh, they put a barrier around your home's title and mortgage, and uh, if anyone tries to tamper with it, they are there to shut it down. You don't have to worry about uh, your equity being stolen or just someone showing up at your door and being like, hello, we just 
just bought the house. We're ready to move in. You don't want that to happen to you. Uh, go to HomeTitleLock.com. Enter Y and you can get one month of free protection. You're not going to know if you've already been a victim of home uh, title fraud unless you go there. You can register your address. Make sure you have not already been a victim and get protected now. It is HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code Y. Earlier, uh, we mentioned all of the numerous gaffes that Joe Biden has uh, just managed to just skate right on past. They keep happening. Here are a couple different ones from the last couple days, you know, after South Carolina, Joe Mentum is happening. And uh, Joe Biden just, he, first, he doesn't know, like, what day it is at any particular point in time. Um, also, he's having trouble with, like, documents that founding fathers uh, wrote, very famous ones. Just the person you want in charge of your government. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. So join us. Go to JoeBiden.com. Sign up. Volunteer. Contribute if you can. But we need you very badly. Every vote matters tomorrow. The most important vote to make sure there's not going to be any problem is that you send back Sheila Jackson Lee as the nominee without any question. That's the most important. Mm-hmm. Look, tomorrow's Superstar Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? So the infamous Super Thursday. Yeah. Who can forget Super you know, I Thursday? I tweeted that as a joke. Well, before he even said that, I said, I know he's stoked looking forward to Super Thursday. And then the son of a bitch went off and did it. Is that true? Because I think I saw your tweet. I yeah. thought you were referring no, to that. No, I have not seen that? that. Yeah. I mean, I do know the results. I'll, I'm telling you, dude, I am a weird prophet, man. <laughs> That's, <laughs> can you just, that. keep, can you just keep putting those Joe Biden gaffes yeah. out into the universe? I've already predicted really Sanders win, and now I'm depressed because it's due. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got to remember how beatable this guy is. There's this weird thing that's gone on the past week or so with Democrats and that, you know, coming into this race, they all thought Biden was a good bet to beat <laughs> Donald Trump. Then they saw him do his thing for a bunch of months and they're like, holy crap, let's run away. He has this one, you know, halfway decent showing in Nevada, has one moderately OK debate out of 10 and you could argue that it, it this was, is only because everyone else is so horrible. And everyone else is so Not horrible. Because of his performance. No, I th- yeah, like, and he was, it was probably one of his better ones, but it yeah. still wasn't good. I don't right. think anyone would say it was a good performance. And then he has one good election day, his first state winning. He's been running for president since 1988, <laughs> and he finally won a state. And they're like, okay, I guess this is going to be great. It's like, well, wait, do you remember the last six months? He's been really awful. He does this stuff all the time. And I think you put this guy. In a uh, in the, you know under the pressure the of, of what Trump brings to the table, yeah. this guy's going to fold. I think easily. I think he you know who knows what happens with this stuff. You don't know, but I mean I, I don't see why either one of these candidates would would be anything but beatable for Donald Trump. It's his to lose. I think uh, he worries me the most. Yeah, Joe uh, Biden does. Yeah, really. Somebody at this table predicted that all he has to do is just sleep up there on the debate oh, stage here and we go. road to victory. Here we go. I've gone back and forth. On, on this, um, but this might, depending on, after tonight, we'll see how that prediction goes. I think people are just scared to death of the radical left, and Biden's the only one, even though he's so beatable. Yes, but, <clears throat> I mean, you look at, the, it's going to come down to the independents, right? So Absolutely. you really see an independent in, let's say the economy stays, it doesn't get worse, right? You really see an independent in this economy 
under President Trump saying, yeah, no, you know what? I think I'm going to hedge my bet on Joe Biden. I, I think I think it's kind of split because a lot of independents I've actually seen have con- gone over just just they don't even like Trump, but they don't they don't like how the left has treated him. So they're like, I'm going to vote for mm-hmm. Trump. That, that's pushed me over. But I think there's a again, it's split. I think there's another vast majority that just don't like Trump as a person. And they're like, well, I'm looking for anyone at all who's not a communist to vote for. And they'll just vote for Biden. But Biden will have a strong message. You know, like I've talked really? about before. Yeah, he did. Like if he stuck, no malarkey. If he, st- yeah, if he stuck to script, which was when he f- just before. Remember, we were watching that together. That, yeah. I think it was in Michigan. And he had a speech to like, I think it was a fa- some factory workers. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, we are screwed. Because he was talking directly to them. He was talking about how their jobs haven't come back, how they're hurting. That's what you need to do. Just basically copy, you know, the uh, Clinton blueprint. You know, be that blue-collar guy. And you're going to be very, very... Jason Buttrell, you don't know. You're a lion dog face pony soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me, Jack. <laughs> He's a groovy cat, right? He's hipped him a, hipped him a groove. It's back to the popularity contest, right? If he can just speak in 30-second sound bites. But what we're seeing as it goes further is the pressure on his brain is actually going to make that left eyeball just pop right out. <laughs> like, it's not just going to turn red anymore. It's just his brain bleeds. It's just going to be like, you know what? I meant to do that. You don't like it? I'll punch your eye out. <laughs> fat. <laughs> you know, you're, hey, fat. we're talking <laughs> so fat. That's my favorite part of, I think, of the entire run for Biden so far was the yeah. look fat. You know what? Yeah. We'll go run laps around the building and do a push-up contest. Yeah. We'll see who wins there, fat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're talking about Joe Biden, p- people, uh, independents wanting to coalesce around someone who maybe feels a little bit more, bit more moderate, isn't a socialist. However, Jason, just to push back a little bit, his message so far, he was just, I think this was yesterday, he was out on the campaign trail and pretty much told people, hey, if you liked that uh, Trump tax cut, <laughs> too bad, suckers, because I'm raising taxes on you anyway, watch. By the way, how many of you did really well with that $1.9 trillion tax cut that increased? Really good shape, right? Really changed your... Well, you did. Well, that's good. You must, I'm glad to see you're doing well already. And I'm good. But guess what? If you elect me, I'm not going to have you. Your taxes are going to be raised, not cut, if, you're, if you benefit from that. See that right there? He just wants to fight. So obviously somebody in the crowd said, yeah, I benefited from it. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, you did. Well, good. Well, guess what? coming for you. I'm going to raise your taxes. It's like he's got to fight everybody. How could I, that's insane that he would just odd say message. that. Yeah. It's a very odd message. I didn't I was waiting to see if people cheered. I didn't really hear anybody cheer. Mm-hmm. I wonder if mes- if if messaging like that is purely just for the primary. Because I don't think you can say that in the general. Yeah, I think generally speaking, especially because, you know, he they try to treat it like it was only Tom Steyer and Michael Bloomberg who got tax cuts. Well, it's not true. I mean, it was something like 70 some odd percent yeah. of people got tax cuts. So when he says that, because only one person's dumb enough in the Democratic crowd to put his hand up, you're not supposed to do that at that moment. You're not supposed to admit ooh, that ooh, you're doing ooh, that. Oh, me, 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 uh, me. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, like over 60% of Democrats believe the economy is doing well. You know, that's why I think it's, this is Trump's to lose, right? He's got the, the, the power of the incumbency, which is dramatic. I mean, that is a big deal, being the incumbent president. This economy in the shape it is, it's almost like how could he lose? You know, look, Trump has a, a, a tendency at times to get into his own way occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is always a risk. And, you know, outside concerns as well are always a problem. But this is something where, you know, look, he, he's, got a, he's got a nice road here. And there's no one in this field that is a dynamic candidate. There's no one in this field who is scary. 
right? There's nobody in this field you're like, gosh, I don't know. They could be an amazing person. Yeah. You know what you're getting out of Biden. You know what you're getting out of Sanders. You know what you're getting out of Bloomberg. You know what you're getting out of Warren. Um, you know, Buttigieg maybe was the one guy in that field that you could be like, maybe he turns into something different. But I, I don't, I mean, there's no one there. So, you know, these are all beatable candidates for Trump. Uh, and then one more of a uh, little part of Joe Biden's new messaging so far in the primary. He, uh, of course, Beto just came out. I know everyone was waiting to see who Robert Francis O'Rourke would endorse. There was like five of his voters who were just on (laughs) pins and needles waiting. Well, he finally came out and endorsed Joe Biden last night, appeared at his campaign event. And Joe Biden has the perfect job, he says, for uh, Beto in his administration. I want to make something clear. I'm going to guarantee you this is not the last year seen of this guy. You're going to take care of the gun problem with me. You're going to be the one who leads this effort. I'm counting on you. I'm counting on you. We need you badly. The state needs you. The country needs you. You're the best. You're the Jason, best. How, that, that's his messaging. Yeah, that's a that's a heck of a thing to do when you're just about to have Texas vote. You know, his 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 gun policy that's going to help you is confiscation. Right. I mean, much. he went on television and advocated for gun confiscation from law abiding citizens. We saw how how well he did with that message. Now, Joe Biden is kind of latching onto it and saying, hey, you can bring that in my administration. I don't see that working out. That's hilarious. I, I think it's funny. This this new kind of Democrat strategy is if you you didn't if you haven't won anything recently, and in fact you got trounced, you know, all over the place, then you're suddenly relevant. Yeah. Like Stacey, Stacey Abrams, Abrams and like Beto, like you yeah. lost here, you he lost there, but hey, he's the good, he's the guy that you want to bring in to say, hey, you know, this is going to be a great administration. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's going to work well for him. Chad, your thoughts? Uh, well, I, they, they're trying to appear as woke as possible. I mean, just like when he flubbed on the declaration or you know he's like with all these truths to be self-evident that all men and he tried to and women <laughs> and women uh and then, to say creator too that's exactly. why i feel like he stumbled 10 yeah. times and that's this, this thing you know with beto i like i forgot you know just in the last few weeks i'd pleasantly forgotten who francis o'rourke was mm-hmm. i was happy that he was gone then all of a sudden he's back in the media and like you said i'm like these guys either come back and endorse somebody and get some popularity or they're an analyst or a contributor on CNN. I don't understand why that happens. Mm-hmm. But I forgot how big of a douchebag that guy was. <laughs> Just that quick it came rushing back. Oh, that's what he does. That's yeah, what he does It's like for a little tingle ran up my leg. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Which we will. We will get into uh, Chris Matthews' sudden resignation. But first, even though New Year's resolution season is over, there is still a lot of new stuff to get excited about. It's a new decade. We've just been talking about this new election. So with all this newness in the air, maybe you're noticing as you're sitting on your couch watching this program uh, that worn out flaky vinyl couch that you got secondhand off Craigslist might be time for a little upgrade. You can make a change uh, everyone can get behind by replacing it with a brand new Burrow sofa. Now, Burrow is different because it offers a sleek innovation design that is both high quality and it's customizable, which is huge. You can pick your fabric color, pick your leg finish, pick your armrest style, pick your length, and then you can add to it. So you can add a chase lounge, you can add an ottoman, and they're made with a durable fabric that is naturally scratch and stain resistant. Also, For all of you iPhone junkies, uh, all of you tech junkies, they have built-in USB chargers. The huge thing, though, and this is if you're moving like I am soon, 
you're sold, that's right? Key. Oh yeah, you put the charger in there. I'm key. That's key. I know. Well, also, also here's something too. They're really easy to move. So um, they just they come in like these little sections that you can move them by section, and you can add and remove the seats as needed, which is really clutch if you are like me. Maybe you're moving soon, and you're like, oh my god, how are we going to carry the couch into the? Don't do that. Just go to Burrow. All right. You can go to burrow.com slash news, get $75 off of your purchase and free one week shipping. It's furniture. Okay. So it's not going to be delivered overnight. Let's have reasonable expectations here. Free one week shipping. That's huge. Burrow.com slash news. That is B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash news. You can get $75 off at Burrow. Chris Matthews uh, made kind of an abrupt announcement last night on his show Hardball. He said that he was retiring effective, oh, like right this minute, by the way. Uh, Really weird. Here's how it looked. After a conversation with MSNBC, I decided tonight will be my last Hardball. So let me tell you why. The younger generations out there are ready to take the reins. We see them in politics, in the media, in fighting for their causes. They are improving the workplace. We're talking here about better standards than we grew up with, fair standards. A lot of it has to do with how we talk to each other. Compliments on a woman's appearance that some men, including me, might have once incorrectly thought were okay. We're never okay. Not then and certainly not today. And for making such comments in the past, I'm sorry. Uh, wow. And again, this came at the very top of his show at the very beginning. And then who, what was they the had to bring another the, dude in there to the do guy? the hour. Yeah. 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 yeah, Steve Kornacki. And he was like, uh, yeah. well, this is uh, shocking. I thought he did a pretty good job in that spot, honestly. Like, it didn't seem like he had any idea it was coming. <laughs> he had no idea. Um, in, that, in that spot, I actually thought he pulled that off. Because it was weird, though, because he was like saying, like, you know, Chris Matthews is a legend and we all love him. And yeah. it's like. The guy just resigned because he was harassing women. You guys, you guys saw that part of it, right? Um, it's interesting. I, don't, I guess he gets the respect. Like, there's this line where you get, you know, demeaned from society forever, mm-hmm. and then he gets the uh, adoring uh, respect still, which is kind of interesting. Well, and so this came. It wasn't just he was accused of sexual harassment, which I read had been going on for a while now. But then he got a lot of backlash over his criticism of Bernie Sanders of socialism, uh, he, what, mis- he mistaking a black Democrat for a black Republican, comparing Sanders wins to Nazi Germany taking over France. Um, not a good, good month Ah, tomorrow so. Biden will have him on stage saying, Chris Matthews, he's going to be my press secretary, Jack. I love how those, uh, how those apologies work. It's crack up. They're like, hey, you know, I'm, I, the reason why is I'm just, I'm just paving the way for all these really talented young yeah. liberal voices. Oh, and I sexually harass women. But, you know, well, although I I felt like he was kind of alluding to the new young, you know, woke culture who just eats everybody alive. Yeah, I was thinking that at first, too. Yeah, because I mean, he does. That is he has had moments of criticism towards the far left. And you wonder if that had to play into it. However, the woman who kind of came out with the accusation, which was basically she was sitting in a makeup chair and he uh, said some things that were, you know, like, oh, how come I haven't fallen in love with you yet? It was stuff like that. It didn't seem like it was anything Harmless. massively awful, but also gross, maybe a little creepy. From yeah, you know, I have no future in the media. Oh, God. No, <laughs> no you look sexy in denim. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll score you points with yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but even she said, first of all, I think she even said it wasn't really sexual harassment. Right. She also said the reason why she came out publicly and said it is because he had an incident with Elizabeth Warren in which he didn't believe Warren, he believed believed Bloomberg. 
And it was about the uh, the moment where Bloomberg said, kill it. Kill it. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, he, he said that. And, and he said, well, how do you, why do you believe that? And I guess we're supposed to believe all women, even women who weren't, weren't there. there. Elizabeth yeah. Warren has no information over Third this incident whatsoever. At least I thought Bloomberg you were going to say that he was attracted to Elizabeth Warren and I was no. to throw up. No, I, I don't think that was it. Uh, but, I mean, I have a thing for Native American women. Okay, I can see Whatever. that. There you go. Um, <laughs> what can you see, Stu? I can see. I, that you might be interested in such I things. can see that. It's the high cheekbones. Uh, They're appealing. It is a weird thing, though, because he just kind of bails out in the middle. What was the conversation that goes on before that? You know, Glenn it famously was asked, said that he was fired over and over again. Everyone says that in the media about him. But he did six months of shows after he announced he was leaving. <laughs> That's not. A, it's a little different than coming out for the first four minutes and then getting uh, doing a scripted uh, bye-bye it's and leaving mid-show. It's a soft firing. Yeah, it's a very soft. It was a very soft firing. <laughs> it's a soft rollout. I, I don't. Firing. Like, this is... You wonder if there's something worse, right? I mean, I, yeah. I, my mind goes to the idea, like, if it was just this one thing that they kind of knew about, it had been talked about in the media before, you'd think that maybe they would give him his two weeks of goodbyes or whatever. I mean, this they fi- he basically stepped off the air the day before Super Tuesday. Yeah, there's something else Something there. else going on. There's something else there. They, anytime you just bail out of the plane like that, it's going down. Uh, there's something that's happening there. You're trying to get out of the limelight before it gets exposed, and you want to keep that skeleton in the closet. There's definitely something else there. It's just human nature. You know, this is really irritating to me, too, on these apologies. When, I mean, his, when they act as if the standards were right the whole yes. time, I hate that. Like, you know, it's one thing with, with Matthews where it was, I think, 2016, this incident, and I don't know how different the standards were in 2016, like noticeably different. Um, but a lot of times they do this thing where they're like, well, in 1985 I did this, and uh, the standards were different then, and those standards are right, and I'm glad they're holding me to those standards from 1985. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah. Like, standards are, are set differently at times, and you can't go back and judge the founders on today's uh, ideas. You can't go back and you know, ch- you know, judge the Mad Men era. You could say that we didn't like that stuff, which is why we changed it, but you can't convict someone for a law you just passed. Mm-hmm. And it's a little unfair, I think, even to Chris Matthews, who I d- despise in every way. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, I, you, you have to interpret people according to the times in which they live. Now, now it used to be eons and centuries. You know, these days it changes in macro moments. I mean, it's very small. All of a sudden, tomorrow you can't do that. You can get canceled for something yesterday that was perfectly looked at and smiled upon. I would like to know eventually if there was something. I mean, it seems like there was something bigger. I'd love to know what that something bigger was. Because on the surface, it does look like he's being eaten alive by this woke cancel culture, uh, unfairly so. And I don't like Chris Matthews. Yeah. But there, there could have been a potential. I, the only other thing that popped into my mind quickly was that he goes in there. They're like, you need to go out. You need to make a big apology. You need to do this. And he just goes, all right, forget it. Just yeah. just, just, let me go. I've right. been here forever. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. It could just Screw be that. That's his best case scenario, though, probably. Yeah. Well, I, for one, will uh, will miss Ben Shapiro's uh, Chris Matthews impersonation. It was <laughs> one of my favorites. It will be missed. More to come back in a minute. Oh, Pat keeps impersonating people long after they're dead. He's got plenty of time. <laughs> really? Oh, my Good. God. 90% of Pat's impressions are people who are either dead or fired. A federal 
federal judge, not George, that wouldn't make any sense. A federal judge ordered twice failed Democrat presidential candidate Hillary Clinton to give a sworn deposition over her use of a private email server while she was secretary of state. Now, uh, this judge issued the order yesterday in connection with a five and a half year old Freedom of Information Act lawsuit. The conservative group Judicial Watch filed seeking emails related to the attack uh, in Benghazi. And the court ruled that Clinton's prior testimony, which was in writing, was not sufficient. Uh, So they are, I I guess this is coming back into the headlines, coming back into the spotlight. I don't know why I feel like we were all in agreement that we were just fine with Hillary Clinton quietly going away. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, we have to hear more about it. They have those things where like, well, look, you should probably go to prison. But if you pay a fine and you do community (laughs) service and you do a couple speeches at a charity, we'll let you we'll let you go. We'll have a trade. I would approve a trade with Hillary of just like, look, you probably should go to jail for something, but we'll let you go from that. Just never, never let us see you again. Right. Just, please just go to just, like just go away. Mongolia somewhere, <laughs> get a nice house in Mongolia. It's probably a pretty cheap real estate, I would assume, in inner Mongolia. <laughs> would you, know? you assume that? I would assume I've never. Okay. Probably never, free. I'll they don't on, even know you're there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know. Yeah. I'll go on Zillow right now and see what they have. Um, and, you know, I, like, just, just please leave us alone. That's all. That's all we're asking. Mm. Jason, uh, no, 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 no. sworn deposition for the first time in this server scandal. Which is absolutely insane. I'm still pissed off about this. The answers that she's given on this are just are clearly lies. That's why she needs to finally get on the record in doing it. I'm glad this is happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't want to hear any more about her at all. But it's a tragedy that she hasn't answered for this. I think that no, she I think she did this specifically so that she could get around FOIA requests. Mm-hmm. And her answer was like, nah, we thought it was legal. What made you think that's legal? These are the questions that need to be asked on record, and it's never happened before. So she did this specifically to skirt around the government, skirt around the law. She needs an answer for Which it. Which she, she probably has done multiple times, and she never gets nailed for it. Because she's she, Hillary Clinton. Well, right. So what makes you think she's going to finally pay the price for all of these sins that she's we know she's committed? Well, I'm glad that it's just going to be on the record, because I think she's going to lie out of her rear end on it. So at least when, if, if people like Judicial Watch would have been doing a good job on this, if they continue to stay on the breadcrumbs and they find that she yes she did lie in this deposition finally that's mm-hmm. the only way it's going to happen so it's going to take a while but at least finally it'll be on the record yeah it'll get overruled in some form or fashion i mean you know there'll be one judge does this the next judge does that but you're right it goes on the record and that's great but she's not going to do anything i mean it's not going to nothing there'll be no consequences for anything like that hey you remember so, when we all said when that people were chanting lock her up like yeah. people actually thought she was going to be locked, locked up, up. That was fun. Those were fun times. I mean, it hasn't been something that Trump has really pursued, right? No, and not I think at like all. smartly because you know what? Right. When Sanders gets in or or Biden gets in or something else, they'll they'll go after Trump. They've yeah. already said they will. It's not a precedent you really want to set yeah. if you're sitting. You know, crime should be punished. And but you know, this has gone on for a long time. She did answer. She, she answered in writing. Is that that's the the, the difference here? She's going yes. to be actually answering in person. Yes. I don't think that's a crazy request, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but I, you're right. I, I don't have a lot of faith that anything's going to come out of it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> really quickly before we go, Nancy Pelosi in uh, an interview with Variety has told everyone we have. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. The most dangerous person in the history of our country sitting in the White House right now. Oh, my goodness. The most mm-hmm. dangerous person in the, history. in the history of our country, sitting in the White House right now. People thought Hillary would win, so they didn't all turn out. Nobody could possibly think that somebody like Donald Trump could be elected president of the United States. But if you don't turn out, those who do turn out 
will call the shots. Can you believe it? There's not enough people who showed up to vote for Hillary. Of course, they thought she was going to win. This ambient sucking toothless woman, I'm telling you, she's always coming up with something. Now she's embracing the arts. She goes on in the in the article to talk about how the arts are going to unite us. The arts are going to bring us back together and make us, they're going to be our salvation. <laughs> the arts. Yeah, the Weinsteins of the world. Yeah, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be our salvation, Hollywood. Well, she also she does also say uh, later in the interview, my whole message is about children. Anybody who hurts children, she I'm hurts a lioness. Children. Watch out. Weird because I don't see her uh, coming to the defense of all of the millions of babies that are aborted every year, uh, nor do I see her speaking out against all of these. I don't know. I just saw a video on Drag Queen Brunch where they sat a little girl in front of a drag queen who shook his rear end uh, at the little girl. D- I don't see her being a lioness for any of, of those kids. I may be missing it. Maybe it's it's deeper in the article and I'm not seeing it, Jason. I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think you just didn't miss it. You'd think this hy- uh, hyperbole, you know, th- th- that strategy, you would think that they'd be done with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, look what it's gotten you so far. And now it's just laughable. It's laughable on every it's every single issue. And people are are right now sitting at home and going, economy's not bad. I'm doing pretty good. But why is he the most dangerous president? Right. Ever? Right. You told us that nuclear war was going to happen. You told us that the sky is not actually falling. Yeah, all these different things that were going to happen because of President Trump. You, had, you tried to tried to do it the legal way. You know, you tried to go through imp- you know impeachment and all that stuff. Nothing happened. So what are we what are we supposed to be scared of again? Yeah. Stu, you actually have a newly developed relationship with Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> you sure do. Are you gonna Are you defending her? I at this mean, point? I, I she seems very nice. She doesn't Aww. talk a lot, um, which was nice. Really, I see her on TV. Yeah. She's she talking seems like all the she time. talks a lot, though. This was at the uh, the Turning Point USA party. Oh, she was there. That's uh, huh. yeah. They you wouldn't a, expect her to be there. They had a lot of figures you wouldn't expect to be at a Turning Point party. Um, <laughs> did you Did you give her one of your Nancy Pelosi sucks pens? I did not. Um, okay. Although I'm holding one, if you see there, I, I kept it. But I did. <laughs> I was giving those those away. They were kind of. They were definitely a hit. Um, but then we did make it to the Trump International Hotel, um, and uh, and we had a little moment out in front of the sign. Oh, wow, uh, that looks intimate. I should apologize to Benny Johnson for taking the Nancy Pelosi cutout. <laughs> from the party. I don't know why it happened. It wasn't until I was outside that I realized it was like actually occurring. And it was one of those nights. Um, happening. Chad was there. Why don't we steal away into the night? I saw, I saw uh, like a video from up above at that party and I was like, ah, oh, that's one of those parties that I'm like, Wow, I wish I was there, and I really don't wish yeah. I was there at all. So it was a rave. People. It was a rave. It looked like one. It was a bit messy. It was a bit messy. There was a moment where Chad and I had to walk through a very crowded bar, like like bouncers, to protect someone to go save Nancy from the back of the bar where we left her. Dude, literally was like, uh, "Where's Nancy? <laughs> we left her in the back of the bar." It's like weekend at Bernie's, trying to escort her back through. We saved her though, and we got her to the uh, DC studios of the Blaze, so she's safe and sound now. Good. He was running Thank through God. the bar going, "Nancy." I'm coming! <laughs> Maybe. Back in a minute. <laughs> Always make good decisions every night. <laughs> All right, yesterday's poll, who will benefit the most from Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg? Apparently, yes, it's, a new, it's a, a new contender in the in the race. Buttigieg dropping out. Who will benefit the most from Klobuchar and Buttigieg dropping out? Joe Biden won this one at 83 percent, followed by Bernie Sanders, 8.3 percent, Elizabeth and Mike Bloomberg, 
essentially almost tied at uh, four and five percent respectively. Uh, let's see today's poll. Who will be the big winner tonight with Super Tuesday 2020? Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Mike Bloomberg or Elizabeth Warren. Obviously, if you vote Elizabeth Warren, you just you shouldn't be taking any polls. And that means yes. at the actual polling centers as well. If you go to a polling center and you vote yes. before, then you yes. should not be allowed to vote. It, that is also true. Yeah. It on is. our we poll or at the main polls. Take your voting credentials away. Yeah, uh, etc. I mean, I think, you know, look, Biden should be the beneficiary and he should have a he should have a good night tonight. I mean, he's because of California, even if he has a good night, it's still going to be very close in the delegates. But if he can get this down to a two person race, then we're probably at a contested convention. Mm-hmm. The, big, the bigger question, I think, is going to be. Everyone's going to be talking about who, how many wins you have in these states. The bigger thing is how many times can Warren and Bloomberg get above 15 percent? Yeah. If they're doing that regularly, we've got a contested convention almost almost definitely. Yeah. Uh, if not, you know, we, we, it could be a two-person race. Uh, what do you guys think? Really quickly. Bernie or Joe? Uh, I think it's going to be contested. I think it's going to be pretty even. Okay. Bernie. Bernie. New, New England, Texas, Bernie. California. Uh, in Virginia. Wow. All right. Chad Prather calling it now. Don't miss our Super Tuesday live coverage. It is from 8 to 11 Eastern. You can find it everywhere you're finding it right now. Blaze TV, uh, Blaze TV's YouTube. Catch us there. We will see you then. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.